Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to Busted Open's podcast, The Masters Class, and we're all about SummerSlam, and we are going to go and SummerSlam through the decades. That's right. We're going to take each and every decade and give you the best SummerSlam match from that decade, and here we are with the Masters of the ring. That's right. School is now in session with Tommy Dreamer, Mark Henry, Bully Ray. Gentlemen, thank you and welcome to another edition of the Masters Class. Hello. How are you? How are you today? I love it. I love it. Don't forget. What's up, boys? How are you, Mark? Uh, Don't forget the Busted Open podcast is available free via Stitcher, Pandora, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast. So, uh, Paul, our producer, gave me two decades, the 80s and the 2020s. So I'm going to be talking about exactly four summer slams, two in the 80s and two here, 2021 and 2022. So I will start, gentlemen, with the 80s. And this might surprise some fans. So my favorite match of the 80s in SummerSlam happened at SummerSlam 1989, live from the Meadowlands in New Jersey, a SummerSlam which I was in attendance for. And my favorite match happened to be Rick Martell, who, by the way, lost the AWA championship at the Meadowlands about four years earlier. Rick Martell and the Fabulous Rougeaus against Tito Santana and the Rockers. Probably not on everyone's tip of their tongue, as one of the greatest matches, but I believe was the greatest match from the 80s that also had uh, Slick and Jimmy Hart in the corner of Rick Martel and the Fabulous Rougeaus. And Rick Martel and the Fabulous Rougeaus won the match against Tito Santana and the Rockers. Maybe a little bit of outside interference because of Jimmy Hart, but that is my favorite match from SummerSlam in the 80s. Your thoughts, Tommy? I think it's a very, very interesting. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. If you want to talk about work rate, uh, every one of those guys are great wrestlers. And now I'm going back and I'm saying to myself, who's in the Hall of Fame from that group? Tito? Tito and and Shawn Michaels. Wow. Think of that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I wish I could remember it. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, 
can't remember it. Well, it's not the most memorable of matchups, uh, but it's one of my favorites. And since uh, earlier this week we were celebrating National New Jersey Day, I figure I'd take a match from uh, the mecca of pro wrestling, the Meadowlands, in New Jersey. Uh, so, Tommy, who do you have for SummerSlam's best match of the 90s? Well, if you think about the, the biggest party event of the year, especially of the summer, SummerSlam, uh, there's been a lot of amazing matches for an entire decade. And I want to say it's perhaps the best decade of all SummerSlams. And I know that's going on a limb here, but I had to choose between two. And my first, my number two would be Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon in the rematch from WrestleMania, the latter match. And that doesn't even make the, the number one choice because the number one choice when you think of SummerSlam, David, when you think of this event, it has changed the vernacular of how we view professional wrestling. And it is Bret Hart versus Davey Boy Smith at SummerSlam. It's the match that when you talk about SummerSlam, I think it makes everyone say that is the match uh, that puts SummerSlam on the map. We've heard the different stories uh, through the years, through mainly Bret Hart, about the build to that, how Davy Boy was injured. And if you go back and you watch that match, how it was, it was good guy versus good guy, brother-in-law versus each other. An amazing, an amazing like story of basically good versus good and made the best man win, which never really was the case for a main event back in the day. And uh, the two men tore it up and you know i i'm blessed to work with a lot of younger talent and i hear so many people say uh brett davy boy when they're talking about going into a finish where brett you know davy boy laid down on brett and it's kind of change of vernacular of wrestling or you'll say oh we'll do the the davy boy brett where he presses him and then he drops him onto the uh the top rope uh and inadvertently crotches him. There's so many different things about that match, but it really was built on the best man wins. And for me, it's the, it's the marquee matchup. And it's the match that most people remember as if it were equates to SummerSlam, it's this match. I agree. I mean, eight, over 80,000 fans in Wembley stadium uh, for that main event, the British bulldog against Bret Hart. Uh, I would have to agree, Tommy, not only probably the biggest match in the 90s, but maybe the biggest SummerSlam match of all time and arguably the greatest SummerSlam card of all time. Guys, when you think about the sheer volume, it's in Wembley Stadium, over 80,000 fans. That That's that's like a WrestleMania, what we saw in 1992. Big time. And, and the year before. I don't know if you guys remember, it was Brett and Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental Championship. That was a great match also. Yep. So, I mean, Brett, a part of many great SummerSlam matches. I always thought Brett, I always think of, when I think of SummerSlam, of who's the MVP of SummerSlam, I always say Bret Hart. Yeah, if Shawn Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania, Bret Hart is Mr. SummerSlam, without a doubt. Yeah. There's no, I, I mean, myself, I probably would have picked Crush and Repo Man, but to each his own. Uh, honorable I, mention. Honorable I, mention. Right I mean, there. Crush and Repo. Just, just throw that what out What is there. honorable about that? Oh, it's very honorable. 
It was it was the longest five minutes of my life. All right, um, bully two thousand two thousand and uh, two thousands. It's yours. It's your decade. Uh, you, you you guys gave me the two thousands, and I kind of feel backed into a corner here, and I'm not quite sure how to handle it. So, um, feel free to disagree with me. Feel free to shoot me down. Feel free to whatever. But also feel free to put it over okay. if you agree. So for SummerSlam in the 2000s, I'll take you back to SummerSlam 2000. There you go. When the Hardys, <laughs> Edge and Christian, and those two jobbers, the Dudley boys, uh, put on a performance called Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. So uh, my pick for the 2000s would be TLC1. And I don't really want to talk about it. Here's what I'll ask you, Tommy, Dave, Mark. Do you agree with my pick? I do. Uh, I agree with it for the simple fact of that match became its own type of match. That match then became its own type of pay-per-view. So if you talk about history changing the business in one match, it's just that. Um, you know, chairs have been used before. There was ladder matches, but you combined them all together. And every person in that match's performance really, really, it, it, it was a game changer for, for the industry. And, you know, yeah, great choice. I, I would say the same. Um, there's only one match that I've watched recently that can compare to and, and reach into my top five. And that's just recently watching the FTR and the Briscoes and, and the tag match that they had. Um, but number one is always going to be TLC to me as a tag because of how iconic a time that was and how it spawned a whole world of pay-per-views and now Everybody that every company in the world does a TLC match. Uh, TNA tried to do something called Full Metal Mayhem, which was basically their version of TLC. And I do hear a lot of young wrestlers uh, tell me over the years, like when they've had similar style matches, that they go back and they'll watch the original TLC or TLC two from WrestleMania to get some ideas and inspiration for it. So I didn't want to have to pick my own match, Dave, but I mean, if you look at every SummerSlam from, uh, you know, the two thousands, I got to, I got to choose it. If you look at, if you look at most people's top 10 SummerSlam matches of all time, TLC one is probably in everybody's top five. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Top five. And it's the only one in the top five from the two thousands. So that's why I kind of fell back into a corner. So what was your opinion, Dave? Well, I mean, I, I think there's a couple of things bully and it's something that you preach here on busted open. And the fact is, you know, Ed, edge and Christian won that match, but, you know, everybody caught over in that match, you know, like it really didn't matter who won and who was holding those tag team championships, because I think every team looked fantastic. Coming the fans out of that won. Match. Yeah. You know what? To, to quote Tommy, Mark, you're right. The fans won. Um, but I think the biggest 
uh, credit I could give to that match is the other matches that were on that card that over the course of time might have been forgotten about because of that TLC match. Uh, Kane and The Undertaker uh, were on that card. Uh, the Rock, Triple H, and Kurt Angle was the main event, the triple threat, th triple threat match for the WWF Championship. Like, But everybody talked about Edge and Christian, the Hardys, and the Dudleys. I think I, I don't think you can give more credit than that. And it's iconic. As Mark said, it spawned other matches. But not only that, a pay-per-view that we still get today in the WWE. And again, iconic. And I think you're, I think, you know what? I'm going to go a step further. I think that if you were go, to go up to 10 WWE fans, or forget it, 10 pro wrestling fans, and ask them about the top three Biggest SummerSlam matches of all time. Uh, TLC one will be on that list. So definitely Toma. an iconic match. Uh, Mark, Wait, hang on one second. Oh, go, um, ahead. go ahead, Tommy. Also, like backstory, Devon, you know, being incredibly afraid of heights is one thing, but it, it, Bully said it. Impact did their version called Full Metal Mayhem. If you just think about that statement. You had a wrestling match. You can't trademark the word wrestling match, but that match became so iconic, they trademarked it as tables, ladders, and chairs. It's no other company can do it. They could do their own version because that match was done so right. So if you think about, wow, my match was so good that a company trademarked it legally so no one could replicate that. So there you go. Um, I, mean, I really thought... Jericho came up with the concept for Money in the Bank. We invented TLC. To me, those two matches, uh, you know, have lived on forever and they've turned into pay-per-views. I think that's the biggest testament to what we were able to create. You know, lots of people have been able to create great matches. How many people can say they created a match that became so iconic it turned into its own yearly pay-per-view? And that's not, I'm not patting myself on the back. That's me patting us you on should. the back. I would. I'm patting all I'm, of us I'll on the back. I'll be patting myself <laughs> till my hand hurt. <laughs> I actually thought it was going to be the stink face match that was going to be iconic and spawn its own pay-per-view, but uh, no offense to Kat and Terry, but I really thought that was going to change the industry, uh, but it was actually the TLC match that was able to do it that year. Dave, if you had to take a stink face from me, Mark Henry, or Tommy Dreamer, who would you rather take it from? I'm, you know what? I'm not answering that. Why? I think it's a I fair question. It's a horrible question. I think it's, I think it's, it's a very whoever, horrible question. It's a lesser of the evils question. Whoever washed lady. I'm going to steal that. That's fabulous. <laughs> I honestly can't believe that right now we're not <laughs> having the 22nd anniversary of the stink face pay-per-view by the WWE. But anyway, Mark, uh, best SummerSlam match from the 2010s. Series of matches leading up until 2011, probably about four or five matches between the one Christian and Randy Orton. and it ended in probably one of the top five Randy Orton finishes of all time. Christian jumping off the top to splash Randy on the steps and Randy giving him an RKO on the steps that almost knocked them both out. 
uh, because Randy's face hit the ground and so did Christian's head hit the stairs. And they were able to, to do business and, and get, get by, but that was, that was an iconic match that they had. And it was a culmination of four or five other matches that led to it. So uh, it was, it was, uh, I was anticipating that match, but also uh, in 2017, my, my honorable mention was the SummerSlam match that we all watched and came back and laughed our ass off when Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, uh, Samoa Joe, and Braun Strowman uh, had that match. And they were like doing all these big men. Like, it, you, you remember that show? We came back and we were like, man, did you see? Like, Samoa Joe got caught by Braun Strowman. Off the off, running off the apron, Brock Lesnar speared Roman Reigns like off the wall. I mean, it was just like it was mind blowing. But still, I give my number one to Christian and Randy Orton. All right, I like it. Also on that card, Mark, you faced uh, Sheamus on that SummerSlam card. It was a good moment. It was a good moment. Me and Sheamus had a. We had a we had a moment where people will remember for a long time because now it's commonplace to see somebody bust through a wall, but uh, before then it wasn't commonplace. It was something that was kind of thrown in there, and the the way that we did it uh, with the running into the post and the turn and it, it was uh, it was very impactful. Mark was Sheamus one of the snuggest guys you've ever worked with. Yes, 100%. Um, I, I would put Seamus number one or number two. Um, Seamus actually likes to be hit. He is a masochist. So he will tell you, like, lay it in, fella. And and I'm like, I don't want to hurt you. Like, stop it. Well, I'm, I'm going to hit you. I was like, yeah, and I'm, I'm going to hit you back. But, like, it's not going to be from a place of love and wrestling. Like, it's going to hurt deeply. Like, stop it. Like, he loves to, he loves to be hit, man. It's crazy. The thing about Seamus, I mean, every once in a while, something will get away from Seamus uh, and he'll catch you. But for the most part, from what I can see, Seamus works a very aggressive, snug, safe style. Like, he can control his hours fastball. Yes. He's not going to hit you in the eye. He's going to hit you in the belly. He's going to hit you across the back. He's going to whop you across your chest. Ow. Like pretty damn hard. Like he ah. <laughs> oh. You all right there, Mark? For those of you who can't see what's going no. on, the world's strongest man oh just God. punched himself. He gave himself a heart punch and is about to do the job to his own finish. All right. Um, I'm still alive. Now, I have to go now to the SummerSlam of the 2020. So once again, a decade where there's only been Two SummerSlams, and I'm going to go back to last year's SummerSlam, SummerSlam 2021, the first SummerSlam with fans back after what we had seen the year before, uh, where there was no uh, fans in attendance. It was at the Thunderdome. Uh, And for me, it was the return of Edge, Edge against Seth Rollins. Uh, What a fantastic match. I felt like it completely stole the show. At SummerSlam, I remember talking about it the next day here on Busted Open. Edge got the the tap-out victory with the Bulldog choke. Uh, Edge had that brood entrance 
Uh, and then having that in front of 40,000 people, I thought that was just an amazing way uh, to bring back the WWE in front of fans again. And I thought that was a great moment. I agree. And it was a much needed moment for the world. And when we yeah. talk about the world, it's, you know, and, and I'll say this till the day I die. It was Vince McMahon who kind of put in perspective our jobs. Uh, it, it's up to us to make, you know, put smiles on people's faces. And that was definitely another one of those times where that happened. Well, I hope that everybody enjoyed SummerSlam 2022. We'll be talking about it all week long here on Busted Open. Don't forget, you can listen to Busted Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Time, live on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Also, please subscribe to the Busted Open podcast. You get exclusive content that you can't get anywhere else, and it's free. And that's the only place where you can get this, the Masters Class. Subscribe, comment. We want to hear from you. And also, the best way to listen to the Busted Open podcast is by wearing Busted Open merchandise. Make sure you go to podswag.com slash Busted Open for all the Busted Open merchandise. You get T-shirts, hats, hoodies, glassware, so definitely show in each and every arena that you're a Busted Open Nation member by wearing our merch. For myself, Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray, we'll talk to you later on the Busted Open podcast, The Masters Class. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The executive producer is Paul Earl. The digital producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andre Viola is the associate producer. Marissa Rivas is the director of Sports Podcast. Special thanks to Senior Vice President of Sports and Podcast, the legendary Steve Cohen. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.